everybody. Cheryl Boggs Ministries presents Resting in His Word with Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. Psalm 91 and 1 says, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. This is truly the day that the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this program. I pray, God, that people that are listening and that are logged on, God, that they will receive a word from you. I thank you for an uplifting, inspiring, encouraging program on today. And I just thank you for it in Jesus' name. I'm Cheryl Boggs, and you're listening to Resting in His Word. I'm so glad that you've joined me today. So go ahead, call, text, or email a friend. Let them know that resting in his word is on the air, and they'll be so glad that you did. Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hey, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs, and I'm going to be your Bible encourager. Got some friends coming along with me, and we are going to lift you up on a B-E-A beautiful Monday. I pray that you had a great weekend. I know I did. You know, I rested. It was great. <laughs> it was really good. I just kind of chilled and um, went out. I think I went out for breakfast, but came back and just enjoyed the day. It was a B-E-A beautiful day here in the Dallas, Texas area. You know what's funny? Is every day, almost every day, they say we're going to have thunderstorms and it's going to rain. And it hasn't. So I was thinking, when it does rain, it's going to rain. <laughs> there was a song years ago, it's going to rain, it's going to rain. You better get ready and bear this in mind. God told Noah, uh, wait a minute, it says, God showed Noah a rainbow sign, but it won't be water, but fire next time. So, I don't know. Eventually, it's going to rain. But, hey, you know what we say here? It doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. It was a beautiful day today. The sun is shining. The S-U-N was shining. But, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on on the outside. The S-O-N which is Jesus Christ. He's always shining from the inside out. That's why you got to have him. <clears throat> it's like um, that, uh, that old American Express commercial. Don't leave home without him. That's right. All right. Well, I've got a great show for you today in just a little bit. Lady Evelyn J is going to join with her Empowered and Joy segment. I know you all enjoy that so much. And Elder Brett Guilford has the nerve to be on vacation. <laughs> He's on vacation. 
and a well-deserved vacation with him and his family. Hey, Doris and Brett, enjoy yourselves. He's got a new grandbaby. So I'm going to take you for a walk in the word. And then after that, uh, my guest today is Danielle Roberts. And she's a publisher, writer, podcast host, and a lover of Jesus. So you're going to definitely want to uh, meet her and and hear all the great things God's doing in her life as well. Let's see. Yep, it's about that time. You want to get empowered in joy with Lady Evelyn J. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Welcome to another evening of Empowered and Joy. I am so blessed to be here again on another Monday evening. I'm telling you, these Mondays are flying by. They get around here so fast. I was sitting there working a minute ago, and um, I hadn't really finished up a lot that I was still working on. And I said, oh, my God, it's time. <laughs> it's almost time for the show. So I had to quickly get dressed and put my face on and come here on this wonderful uh, evening. And uh, on Resting in His Word, my great elder, Cheryl Boggs, I love that ho the host of this platform. She has touched so many lives through her word, through her song. I just love her. God just put her in my, uh, put her on my journey uh, when I needed someone like her on my journey. She always brings words of encouragement and enlightenment. So I want to uh, shout out to her because God has been good in her life. So I want to just celebrate her. And I just thank God for her allowing me to be here on Empowered and Joy because I, this was probably the last thing I ever thought about doing. I love uh, radio because I was on my mother and dad's radio show back in Oklahoma City. And I would fill in for them whenever they were on vacation or if they had to go out um, and preach or what have you. And I loved it. And I just said, oh, I just love doing speaking. So I started out on Blog Talk Radio and I didn't realize that was like 12 years ago. And I I did a program not, uh, about two weeks ago with another friend of mine that uh, she was one of the first people that I had interviewed on Blog Talk Radio. And I told her I went back into my emails and didn't even realize I had <laughs> I had been doing it for so many years. And then I just kind of things changed, technology changed and uh, where it was just strictly audio. That's where I was comfortable. But when God came, I mean, not God, but when when technology changed to um, to this, you know, Facebook Live and all these live streams, I was a little apprehensive. <laughs> I was a little nervous because I didn't want my face out there. But I'm so glad that I decided to do what I do because we all have something in us that we need to share to the world, to others, you know, a testimony, uh, how we have recovered from situations in our lives that have impacted our lives. Or um, and some of those some of those situations were so messy. We don't even know how God is using us today and uh, allowing us to even use our message to be a testimony to somebody that may have went through the same thing, same struggle or what have you. But to know that you can be delivered from anything, any crisis, any mess in your life, God will forgive you and allow you to testify, to heal you through your mess. Because I love how God works. He don't look at the outward appearance of a man. God looks at the heart. 
of the man. You know, what's in the heart <laughs> says a lot. And I said, you know, it's some this saying is, I wish I could be a fly on the wall. Sometimes I wish I could be in some people's hearts because sometimes they outward approach is so it's like, oh my gosh, they need to totally repent. <laughs> but I know God can go in and change any heart because you know why? He created them. But you know what? That person has to surrender to the Lord and and, and and allow God to come in and clean them up from the inside. And then it'll start showing on the outside. You know when God has touched an individual because they're, they don't do the things they used to do. They don't say the things they used to say. And has it been a struggle for some? Yes, it has. Some have backslidden. That's what we used to call it years ago. Some people have dropped off from the faith. And with us living in the society that we live in today, where there's all kind of perpetual lies going forward, you don't know what's true anymore. You have to pull away and say, God, I'm listening and leaning and depending on you to tell me what's the truth and what's a lie. And you can pretty much tell what's a lie. Um, we have to be as believers ready and equipped and knowing how to identify, how to continue to live in the society that we're living in, because it's becoming a little bit rough at times. You you look at things that I saw years ago would never, ever, it would never, ever fly. <laughs> wrong looking right and right looking wrong. It was always right is right. And wrong was wrong. But in our to, in today's society, things are starting to look like right. I'm sorry, starting to look like wrong is right and right is wrong. So we have to start leaning and depending on God. We have to really uh, uh, open our hearts unto him and hear him. Because a lot of people are listening to Satan and they don't even know that they are. They're indirectly listening to Satan. Some people go out and act out what Satan tells them to do. And it's too late because they done messed up their life. Just that quick second. Because Satan is here to steal, kill, and destroy. That is his purpose. He don't care. He doesn't care uh, because he's he was kicked out of heaven. He was kicked out of the most beautiful place there is. And if we allow Satan to continue in our lives, we won't make it to that beautiful place that he's already seen. You know, he was already there in heaven. How could you turn and decide to work against God. You're up there, you're, 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 you see the glory, you see what's, what's offered in heaven, and then you go sidewinder type of situation. Satan took a third of heaven. He got in there and deceived because he wanted to be the one glorified. He saw how God was being glorified, I guess, and he said, I want the same thing, and took a third of heaven. So if he took a third of heaven, and he was cast down here on earth like lightning. People <laughs> have to put on the whole armor of God. You have to put on the whole armor of God to, to be able to stand. Because a third of heaven, I don't know what a third of heaven is or what it looked like before he was cast out of heaven. But that's a lot that went with him. And I've seen, I seen stuff like that even in my own church. Even in other churches where uh, people get to working in the church, because you know God, the the Bible says where where God is, Satan is always going to be, and 
in the churches where Satan always attacked and he's attacking it today. He's causing people to think different about people and causing people to uh, uh, say all matter of evil things. They got boldness, the wrong type of boldness. But you know what? We have to stand. We have to stand. I was reading from Philippians 2, chapter 2, verse 1. And it says, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any bowels and mercy, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. This is what we have to practice every day, being like-minded and having the same love for one another. Being of one accord and of one mind. And I know it's hard in this, this season today. It's hard because everybody got their own little thought about how things should be and have their own opinion about <laughs> everything, how it should do. And I mean, it gets so visceral. People can post, famous people can post things. And if you follow in Twitter or, or any of those platforms or Facebook or whatever or wherever they are, People's opinion has been coming or becoming so, um, so mean, you know, so I, I'm like Twitter. I mean, I don't want to say the word. I don't want to say the platform's name. But when people are on these different platforms and they voice in their own opinions, something that they wouldn't really utter out of their mouth if they sit in your face, they wouldn't even say a word. But these platforms are giving people um this this voice i call it um a spirit voice that they can say and slander and say all matter of evil against people and it just done it's really done got out of control but we are living in the last days but here it says fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded and having the same love being of one accord and of one mind letting nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. And are we seeing that? No. Because <laughs> there are times where you could be um, close friends with somebody and, 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 and you are taking your life into a different direction. You have written your vision out and you're going in a different direction and, and they see you moving. They see, they see things changing in your environment. And then that individual will get upset with you and cut you down and go out on these platforms and cut you down. <laughs> it's sad, but this is what the Bible is telling us to do. Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. But in loneliness of mind, loneliness reminds me of being humble, having some form of humility about yourself. And, and it says, let each esteem others better than themselves. Number four, uh, verse four in chapter two of Philippians, it says, look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Don't just look on your things, what you can do for yourself, but look at what you can do for other people. There are people that are poor. There are people that don't have clothes. There are people that uh, just, you know, just don't have a, they're, they're not as well off as some people are. 
I put it like that. We have to start as believers looking at where we can fill those gaps. We have to show that we care for others more than we care for our own selves. I was talking to my son today. He was cleaning out my cupboard and there was some bread left in there that I usually clean it out, but apparently I overlooked it and didn't get it out in time. And he looked at me, he said, oh, mom. He said it had moisture in the bag. It was just like, it was just like, ugh, it was gross. And so I told him, you know, throw it in the trash. And then I told him when he came into my office, I said, you know what? If you were hungry enough, you probably would have ate that. Because there are people that don't have that. They don't have the bread to go eat. And then I was sitting talking to my husband about some of the burn pits that they had when he was in the military. And he was talking about how they go out to the burn pits and they throw stuff in to the burn pit, you know, old food, food that just, you know, they just throw it away. And he said, before you can even throw it in the burn pits, there were people there that were poor, poor people trying to grab what's done spoiled. That's not even edible to eat anymore. And so I told my son, I said, you know what? There are people with that, what you throw it away, they would take it out and eat it because they don't have nothing else to eat. And I said, think about it. But right here, this is what, this is what, uh, you know, we're worried about so many other things in the world today, but there are people that are starving. There are children that have parents that may not even be feeding them like they should be fed. You know, everybody that goes into their homes, you don't know what's happening behind the closed doors. There could be children that are going without food or or wife that's being uh, abused or husband may be abused. I don't know, children abused or what have you. But we have to start as believers. I know a lot of us are already doing it. Those strong believers that are still alive today, they are operating like the Bible says right here. Not concerning themselves about the, themselves, but about others. And he said, number five here, let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. Number six says, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. And number seven says, but make himself of no reputation and take up on him the form of a servant and was made into the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. Jesus, we're talking about Jesus coming in the form of a man, in the likeness of men. And he found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. We're talking about Jesus, taking it on the likeness of Jesus Christ, you know, I don't know how many people stand and, 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 and be crucified, but he did. He sacrificed his life. God sent his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And here he came down and walked among us, killing, you know, causing people to uh, bring sight to people, having men to take up their bed and walk because they couldn't walk. They were lame. Delivering people, the woman with the issue of blood, touching the hem of his garment and being made whole. These are the things that we are should be doing, the likeness of God, taking on his likeness, not the world's likeness, because the world's likeness is ugly. 
the world's likeness, they may not help you when you're in the time of your need. They may not help you. They may turn their face to the wall. It's a lot going on and we have to pay attention. In the ninth verse where it says, Wherefore God also has highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. Mm. That at the name of Jesus, this one gives me chills when I read about it. He said, at the name of Jesus, every knee, every knee shall bow of things in heaven, the things in heaven and the things in earth and the things under the earth. There is things under the earth that's going to bow to the name of Jesus. <laughs> It takes a lot of, you You walk around and you see people just, you know, mainly talking about Jesus and using his name, you know, uh, in the wrong fashion. But, you know, he said, every knee shall bow. That means my knee's going to bow. My friend's knee's going to bow. My, su my sister's knee's going to bow. My daddy's knee's going to bow. My mother's knee's going to bow. Everybody's knee's going to bow at the name of Jesus. And he said and that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. And I wanted to get this, this uh, uh, the 12th verse in. That was the most important one I want to get in. Because all the elders from my, well, I don't know what they were called prior to the boomer generation. But we were raised under elders, the seasoned elders. A lot of them had, you know, I, I was raised up in Pentecostal. So there was a lot of religious things that we had to adjust over time because a lot of it was man-made. But the word of God was so powerful. People were being healed. People were being delivered. In that season, I saw it. We would go from house to house. When someone was sick, they said, please come over and pray for me. And I was a little girl when my father and my mother and all the saints that were in the church, we would go from house to house praying for people. People was on their deathbed, people that had cancer, people that was, uh, uh, I remember my cousin, Leroy Presley, he was healed from cancer. I remember people that my mother was had rheumatic fever. She couldn't even get up and walk. I remember the saints would come to the house and they would pray until there was a breakthrough. You see what I'm saying? It's the name of Jesus that caused all of this. And so I want to read the 12th verse and I'm going to end here. It says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation <laughs> with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasures. Do all things without murmuring and disputing, that ye may be blameless and harmless, the sons of God, without rebuke in the midst of the crooked and perverse nation, among whom ye shine as a light in the world. There you have it. We are the light. Those that of us, those of us that are trying to live uh uh as a strong believer for God, as a soldier for the Lord, our light is supposed to shine. It should never go out. It should never dim because you cannot lead someone to Christ if your light is not shining. So you got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So there you have it. From Empowered and Joy, I'm Lady Evelyn J. You can reach me at uh, info at joycircle.com. That's J-O-Y-S-C-I-R-C-L-E. 
May you have a blessed week and just meditate on this. Philippians 2. I read from Philippians chapter 2, 1 through 15. Go back and read it for yourself. God bless. Hey, y'all, what's going on? It's Devon Franklin. You're listening to Cheryl Boggs, Resting in His Word. That's the only place you need to be. Stay right here. Don't turn. God bless you. Hi, this is Jay Jerome. This is Jay Jerome, and you're listening to Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Beautiful people, this is Major Mr. This is why I love you. And we're rocking with Cheryl Boggs. Resting in, resting in his word. What's up? It's your man Montel Jordan, and this is how we do it. You listen to my girl Cheryl Boggs, and we're resting in his word. Hi, this is Pastor Marvin Winans, and you're listening to the Cheryl Boggs Show. Enjoy.
worship you Cause that's what I Yes, yes, yes. Lord, I worship you in spirit and in truth. That's who the Lord is looking for. That's who he's seeking. Those that will worship in spirit and in truth. Because, you know, there's nobody like the Lord. And when we recognize and understand who he is, it can't help but worship him. You can't help but say, wow, the 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 maker and sustainer of heaven and earth the mighty god the great god the all powerful god the one that that created everything the one that is holding the whole world together the one that spoke the word and the world came into place the one that's told the waters of the sea to go this far and you can't go any further man <laughs> Who would serve a God like this, the powerful one, the great and mighty one? You're talking about the whiz. No, we're not talking about the whiz. We're talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And wow, he is the God of all flesh, the God. And he so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would call upon his name, whosoever would believe on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You're listening to the Cheryl Boggs Show, resting in his word, heard here live every Monday, beginning at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on Fishbowl Radio Network. Well, normally we take a walk in the word with Elder Brett Guilford, but like I said in the beginning, Elder Brett is on a much needed vacation with his family and uh, he has a new grandbaby. I think her name is Harmony. And uh, so he is on vacation. So I will take you for a walk in the word today. And I was thinking about Ecclesiastes chapter three, Verse one says to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heavens. And then, of course, you know, a lot of you already know a time to live, time to die, time to be born, time to plant, time to pluck up. But I was thinking today about to everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. And I'm going to start out with this. Remember when you were a child and you were in kindergarten and you were saying, uh, amen. And you were saying, I can't wait till I get to the first grade. And if you remember when you were maybe in the sixth grade or so, you were like, oh, I can't wait until I get into junior high. I can't wait. Then, you know, I can't wait till I get into high school. So all of these can't waits, can't wait, can't wait. I can't wait till I get on my own. I can make my own decision. I can't wait to get out of my mama's house so I can do what I want to do. I can't wait. Remember all that? Well, I can't wait. I can't wait. And then reality set in. And then you're like, boy, I wish I was still at my mama's house. 
because now all of a sudden you have to pay all the bills. You have to uh, go to the grocery store. You have to cook. You have to get a job. And, and I was thinking about the I can't wait. <laughs> and how if we're not careful, our lives will will just become a, a, a succession of I can't wait. I can't wait till I retire. I can't wait till I get off this job. I can't wait till I find another job. I can't wait till I get married. I can't wait till I have a baby. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I know that's a play on words because on one hand, you know, you're saying you can't wait because you're excited and you want to move to the next level. And then on the other hand, saying I can't wait. And then, you know, but the Bible is saying, you know, wait on the Lord and be of good courage. So I'm going to flip it and, 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 and talk about it pretty much in both ways. But um, I was really on that. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. And, and it was like the Holy Spirit was speaking. He said, if we're not careful, if you're not careful, you'll live your whole life in the can't wait mode. Can't wait to see what's next. Can't wait. Now, there is a level of expectation that you have to have in life. So I'm not saying anything about that because you have to have expectation. And the Bible politely says, Lord, my expectation is of you. So there is an expectation of not knocking that. I want you to realize that the I can't wait. If we're not careful, we will miss the moments that we're in. And for someone like me, I don't need a whole, whole lot. But if I'm going to talk to you, if we're going to be in a relationship, a husband, wife, boyfriend, I want you to be present. Yes, you know, we all have jobs. Yes, you're creative. Yes, we have all of that. And, that, and that's beautiful. Bring that to the table. But when you come to the table, be present. Be there. You know, not thinking about, oh God, what am I going to do next? Da, 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 da. But be present. And let me let me tell you why. Because, you know, I'm walking through my house and the Holy Spirit is, is, is speaking to me. And, and he started talking, and just stay with me, he started talking about the good things in our lives, the bad things in our lives, the good memories in our lives, the bad memories in our lives. And and I, I heard the spirit of the Lord say that you can't rise or fall off of anything that happened in the past, whether it was good or whether it was bad. The only thing you have right now is the present. So you can't allow the past failures. You can't allow the past mistakes. You can't allow the I coulda, shoulda, woulda. You can't allow that to mess up the now to mess up where you are right now. Because to everything, there is a season and there is a purpose for everything under the sun. If that happened, it happened. You can't go back and change it. You can't go back and fix it. Because <laughs> if you could, there's a couple of things I'd have went back and fixed. <laughs> there's a couple of things that I knew that I would have, I would have changed. 
but all we have is today. Whatever mistakes, whatever uh, uh, accolades, whatever good, whatever was not so good, it's all gone. All we have is right now. And you will never have another right now again. Think about it. The people that were in your life years ago, good or bad, you'll never get those same set of people ever again. Eventually, somebody won't show up. Eventually, someone may die. Eventually, somebody may not want to be your friend anymore. And and I and I think about it when we called it like that the heyday. And when I mean the Lord was using us, the Lord was moving and Oh my goodness. But we'll never have that moment. We'll have a memory of that moment because of social media, because of cameras, because of this and the other. You will have a memory of it. But uh, one of the main parts, some of you all may uh, remember someone named Vince Andrews, which, you know, played the sax so powerfully, you know, years ago at, uh, at World Harvest. Well, he's no longer with us in the land of the living. So we'll never have, you know, that moment, those moments again. And you can't go back and fix it. You can't go back and change it. And so when when I was 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 walking through my house and and the Lord was like I need you to be present. I need them to be present in their own future, in your own life. He wants you to be present. Sila not looking so far ahead that you can't enjoy where you are right now. To everything, there's a season. We're still in spring. Uh, it's funny because in Texas, I don't think we have a, you know, sometimes it'll just it'll be it'll be eighty and then it'll be ninety eight. <laughs> it'll be a hundred and you'll be like, well, what happened? in between. Uh, but now when I first moved to Texas, you know, February, we were, I, I, don't, I didn't even buy a coat, you know, for years. It just started getting cold in the winter. It's where you need a coat. Um, probably in the last um, three or four years, maybe three to five. And but then there's other places like in West Virginia where they you have the seasons, you know, you have winter, spring, summer, and fall. You have that. Uh, and there's nothing that you can do to make, here's my point. There's nothing you can do to make spring shorter or longer, to make winter shorter or longer, summer shorter or longer, spring short, winter, spring, summer, and fall. All you can do is stay present. All you can do is have that moment. All you can do is be thankful for that moment. Are there things we wish we could change? Yes. Are there things that we can go back and change? No. Because there's some things I tell you, I would go back and I'd be like, I, I really shouldn't have made that decision, right? <laughs> 
and I'm laughing now, but there was a conclusion that I had to come to that says I cannot change any of that. The good, the bad, when people were calling my name and they were applauding, and, oh, she's so wonderful, oh my God, that's Cheryl. And then when the, you know, when you had the lights are on and then I was there when the light went out and nobody was calling my name. And I went from, you know, uh, Miss Popularity to, And what I learned and what I'm still learning is you can't rise or fall off of people's opinion, even off, off of your own success, off of your own failures, because we all have them. Disappointments, we all been there. Letters don't know about it. Honey, you are not the first person that he walked out on. Honey, you are not the first person that when you go to work, they try to get on your nerves. Sir, you are not the first one where you feel overlooked and may have been overlooked. None of that. There's nothing new under the sun. We have all been disappointed. And if you have not been heartbroken at least once in your life so far, just keep living. Because there's a song, so funny. There's a song, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, I didn't understand it, of course, until you know I got older. Because we were like, everybody plays a fool sometimes. No exception to the rule. Okay. Listen, baby, you know, maybe factual, maybe cruel. But I ain't lying. Everybody plays the fool. So I'm saying, yeah, da, da, da. but the one part that I missed that one day I just happened to listen and hear was it said something about um, this time you may be crying, but the next time someone may be crying over you. What? I bet you all missed that part in there too. I was like, I was so busy. Everybody plays a fool, da, 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 da. you know, and, and I don't know. I don't know what day I guess maybe I was listening to the oldie station or whatever, and it came on, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Wow. So he's saying, you can't rise or fall. I'm, I'm adding this to the song. No, that line is in there, but I'm saying I'm bringing it. To, to what I'm talking about today and talking about disappointments. And he was saying, listen, you may be crying right now because you've been disappointed or played the fool. He said, but the next time there could be someone in love with you and they're crying over you. So to, to the message today, to everything, there is a season and a purpose up under the heaven. There is... Let me see how I can say this. You don't get out of this life alive. <laughs> you don't get out of this life without being disappointed or being heartbroken. And if you are one of those one in a million people who never was heartbroken and everything you loved always loved you back. And, 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 and there are people, there are people like that. Don't get me wrong. 
You know, they met in high school, they married right out of high school, or they went to college together, and they married their college sweetheart, baby. It does happen. And, and they happy and got children, and, you know, everything is lovely. It does happen. Uh, but for the 98% or the 95% of the rest of the world, um, there have been disappointments. There's been heartbreaks. There's been... Um, things you wish would have happened uh, in your 20s or 30s. Um, there are dreams that are yet. Um, I heard a, a preacher today, he was saying that in this day, nobody wants to wait. Everybody wants everything, you know, right now. Everybody wants, you know, this microwavable thing, he said, but when you are in that waiting period, he said that is a way, a time to prepare, you know, prepare for for your family, prepare to get married, prepare for that house so that when you buy the house and you realize you had to have, you know, $20,000 down or whatever, and now you don't have no money to buy furniture while you're saving up money, make another account and save up for your furniture. Or do like the old people, I was telling somebody the other day, and he was like, you know, uh, I think it was Sinbad, and he was saying his how his mother was the queen of layaway. I don't even know if they still have layaway. But if they do, he was just, you know. Um, so, so you see what I'm saying? Have a plan, you know, not just, uh, I can't wait until I get a house. Okay, well, start saving for the down payment and then also start looking at some furniture to put it in that house and not looking, but just put some money aside. There's a plan. There's there's a purpose in waiting. There's a purpose in planning. There's a purpose for everything up under the heaven. And the sooner that you get excited about the wait, the more excited you're going to be when it manifests. I'm going to say that again. The more excited that you get during the wait, the, be, the more exciting it'll be when it comes to pass. Why? Because you were prepared for it. You were looking for it. You were expecting. I love that scripture that says my expectation, my expectation is of you, God. My eyes are on you. I wrote a song. Well, you know, I took it out of the song, but yeah, you know, I kind of took the words and put a little melody, but you know, they say you, I wrote it, but it was saying, Lord, my eyes are on you. And Lord, my heart seeks you too. And I was reading the Psalm one day and he was saying how, you know, our eyes have to be on the Lord. Our expectation has to be from God. You know, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longs after thee. When you have that expectation, when you have that longing, you 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 have the ability. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, and I'm not going to be. I'm not saying it's something that you want to do. But there is a joy in saying, "I'm not waiting for nothing." I know that God is going to come through. I know that one day this is going to happen. And if you you know talk faith, I believe it's going to happen today. However you walk through it, you have got to be present right now, 
thankful for what you have right now while you're going to where it is that you're going. To everything, there's a season, there's a purpose, there's a time. And I am learning and I want you to, to take this journey with me. Because instead of living a life of frustration, instead of I can't wait till, I can't wait till. Now, understand, I'm not talking about expectation because you have to be expecting God to move. But what I am saying is don't spend all your time, I can't wait till this, 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 I can't wait, and not enjoy where you are right now. If you're single, enjoy your singleness. If you are married and ready to have a family and children and can't, you know, uh, doesn't seem to be happening quick. And what is it funny is that you got some people that they get pregnant at a drop of a hat. You have other people that's been married 10, 12 years, still waiting, you know, to, to have a baby. So I'm saying you have a choice of being frustrated or a choice of trusting. I want you to trust where you are. Trust the God that has you where you are. Trust that he knows the plan. Trust that even if it didn't happen in your time, that God is still able. And if it's in his will and in his purpose for you, then it will happen. And keep your expectation out, but stay present. Well, I remember when I used to do this, da -da 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 -da. yes, but what are you doing now? Celebrate where you are now. Celebrate the joy of the Lord that is your strength. There's where the joy and the peace and the hope and the love, there's where all of that is. You know, there is where that scripture really does come alive. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I'm finding this out every day that my strength and my hope comes from the Lord. Whether I have everything that I think I should have had, Child, I mean, I, listen, you have to, you have to meet me in the second hour and I will finish this. But I'm telling you, there were things that I wanted to happen in my twenties. There were a lot of good things that happened. And there was just a couple of things that I really want, thought I wanted to have at that point. And I wrote the song, Trust Me, because I was, I was crying out to God and I'm going, did I miss something? Da, 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 da. And uh, you'll hear that song later on. But when I wrote it, I called the Holy Spirit, like, can you trust me that I know what's best for you? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, what can you do? But trust the one who holds the world in his hand and he holds your life. The Bible says many are the plans in a man's heart, but the Lord the heart of the king is in God's hands and he'll turn it and he'll work it and he'll move and there'll be such a joy. And then you'll look back and think, oh, I'm glad that didn't happen then. Boy, I'm glad that didn't happen. You know, um, wow, I wasn't ready for that then. Wow, but I'm ready now because I got my priorities right and I'm trusting God and I'm looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith, and knowing that he who has began a good work is going to complete that work.
Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You're listening to The Cheryl Boggs Show, resting in his word heard here live every Monday, beginning at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern. I hope you've enjoyed today. I took you for a walk in the word. Don't go anywhere because after the break, my guest, my special guest will be joining me. Her name is Danielle Roberts and she has a great testimony. She's an author, publisher, podcast host. You'll want to stay tuned. Hey, call, text, email a friend. Tell them that the Cheryl Boggs show is on the air. So go anywhere. I'll be right back. Hi, I'm Carmina Barnett, and I just want to encourage you to check out the brand new single from Cheryl Boggs. It's the song Get Up. A lot of friends. Smiles big, but it's all pretend. And listen, it is so inspirational. It's so powerful. It's so encouraging. It's all of that in just a little bitty time. <laughs> This song is so powerful, and I'm telling you, the words in this song will help minister to anyone that you know that may be going through something traumatic, something difficult. The world has been in a very unusual place in the last couple of years, and whatever we can use to be of an encouragement, we should do it. This song is that. So definitely use it to just help inspire and encourage those you love. Y'all check it out. It's the brand new single from Cheryl Boggs, the song Get Up. Get Up by Cheryl Boggs is available on all digital platforms. Download your copy today and check out the video on YouTube. Get Up by Cheryl Boggs. My Testimony is the latest CD by Cheryl Boggs, featuring the hit single, Some Trust. Powerful worship songs such as In Your Presence and Holy Spirit Breathe. And there's a throwback song, I Thank You. Download your copy of My Testimony by Cheryl Boggs today at CherylBoggs.com, iTunes, CD Baby, and all digital outlets. You'll find your testimony in My Testimony by Cheryl Boggs. This is Cheryl, and I'd like to tell you about my song, Tumble. I hear shackles rattling, foot stomps and hands are clapping. Jericho's walls are crashing, tumbling, tumbling. The story of Tumble is a story of victory on the horizon, but hasn't taken effect yet. The walls haven't quite come down, but you can see the cracking taking place. And the process is beginning. The battle is still raging, but victory is within your grasp. Tumble by Cheryl Boggs featuring The Outcry is available for download on all digital platforms. Download your copy today. If you're looking for an easy listening praise and worship CD with a fresh sound and anointing, then this is the CD for you. Pure Worship from My Heart to His by Cheryl Boggs. Pure Worship will inspire you and bring a level of peace and the presence of God to you wherever you are. For more information, you may visit my website at www.cherylboggs.com. Also available on iTunes and cdbaby.com. What's up everybody? It's Mr. Talkbox here and you're listening to The Cheryl Boggs Show, resting in his word. Let's go. Hey everybody, it's your girl Lexi Spite, and you are listening to Cheryl Boggs resting in his, in his words.
Hey, what's up? I'm Melvin Williams, and you're listening to Resting in His Word with Cheryl Boggs. Hey, y'all, this is Ron Point Dexter, and you listen to the Cheryl Boggs Show, and you're resting in his word. Perfect. Thank you. Hey, everybody, this is Pastor Wayne McDowell, and you are listening to Cheryl Boggs, resting in his word. Trust in the name of the Lord. In Him I live, in Him I move, in Him I have my being. I shall not be moved. trust in the name of the Lord. The Bible says the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous as you and me can run in 
and be safe. Listen, you got to put your hope and your trust in something. Put your hope and your trust in the name of the Lord. Or as I always like to say, put your hope and trust on the rock that will not roll. And there is such a peace and a joy knowing that the one that you are trusting in is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could even ask or think. Well, I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs, hey, um, host of the Cheryl Boggs Show, resting in his word, heard here live every Monday, beginning at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on Fishbowl Radio Network. I want to give a shout out to Sammy G, and I want to say hello, and uh, glad you are on the mend and uh, sending much love, prayers, and hugs to you today. All right. Well, what else we got going on? Hmm. I think I have a special guest. I do, actually. <laughs> her name is Danielle Roberts. We'll welcome her to the show today. Hello. Hello. I'm so um, happy to be here. Really humble and exciting. <laughs> well, I was glad. We we're so happy to have you. And um, so, like I was, I'm giving you your lovely introduction. Her name is Danielle Roberts. She is an author. She's a publisher. She is a podcast host. Um, she deals a lot with uh, health and wellness for women. I'm going to let her tell you some of the rest of it. I just thought I'd give her a nice introduction. This is her first time being on the Cheryl Boggs show. So we definitely want to welcome you. How are you today? I'm doing great. Doing really great. Um, it was a busy day, but I'm blessed and um, I'm just glad to be here. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, let's just jump right in. And um, I love, like I said, backstories. And I want my audience to uh, know who Danielle is. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. Other than all the stuff I just said. All the stuff. <laughs> um, so yes, I, I'm definitely a writer, an author, a published author. And I'm also a publisher. I created my own publishing company called Four Keys Publishing Company, um, LLC, LLC, and um, I'm a writer. So um, I am connected to a, um, not a publishing company, but a um, production company, film and production company called Taylor's Production Company. And it's through Erica Taylor. She is uh, doing a documentary called Red Alert Movie. Some of you may have heard of it. And it's really just covering the, um, the epidemic with black women that are suffering for fibroids tumors. And so I'm on the back end of everything, doing a little bit of writing in there. And uh, yeah, so that's how I'm kind of involved with the women's health part of it. So I'm kind of busy, but I like being busy. I, like I said, um, when God puts something inside of you, we get one life, right? And so right. when you discover the assignments that God gives you, you want to go ahead and go move forward. Now, trust me, everything that I, I started, I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I was terrified because I, you know, with the publishing company, 
um, it went from me writing my novel and I, I didn't want to write it because I thought the Lord, as a as an evangelist myself, I never thought that I was that he was going to use fiction to minister. You know, okay. I always thought it was going to be nonfiction and you know preaching and all journal, you know, all that kind of stuff with my books. And he said, "No, you have a story, and I want you to complete it." Because I wrote it in my twenties, and here I was, like in my thirties at the time. And the mm -hmm. Lord said complete the novel. He said, you keep praying, asking, what is my purpose? How are you going to use me, Lord? When is a platform is it, you know, for me to go speak? You know, sometimes um, when uh, you're not getting the invitations to come speak all the time, the Lord mm -hmm. said, it doesn't matter. I called you to minister, but there's so many different ways to minister. And he said, um, you know, in seasons, yeah. that's how that got started with the books and stuff. <laughs> Awesome. And, and and that is so good because you're right. We think in terms of one thing that, okay, God, you know, open the doors. I'm going to preach. I'm going to travel the world. And he's like, okay, I want you to write this book that's going to go places that your foot or your feet may never touch. And so we have to stay. And that just goes along with what I was saying. We have to stay present. We have to stay in that moment of, okay, God, you know, if you're saying write the book, I'm writing the book. Yes. You know, and, and remember Joyce, I don't know if you remember, Joyce Myers used to have a phrase. Uh, I think it's Joyce Meyer. I put an S on her name. Uh, but she said, do it afraid. Yes. I think that was her. It was her. And, and so I'm glad that, that you, uh, stepped, you stepped out in faith. What was your novel? What's the name of the novel? It's called, um, it's not just a good thing. It's a God thing. And, oh. um, yeah, it, it you can get it from on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and okay. um, I do have another novel. It's like a sequel. It's called Love and Secrets. the The novels are really about. Um, I do entertain in there as well, but the whole book is a is following this this woman's journey on discovering love. Like the first novel, she's looking for love. Like you mentioned earlier about being single and being satisfied in that season, right? I heard you mm -hmm. pre preaching that and speaking that. And the book, the, that novel is talking about this young lady at the time she's in her, she's like 30 and she's on a hunt to find a husband. She told God, I'm gonna find my husband. And then she was gonna, in, you know, her plan was to meet this guy and let God bless it and you know that that was a mess, right? Right. <laughs> so many of so many single women. One of the downfalls is a lot of times the enemy will use relationships, and for so many women, unfortunately, sometimes we it can get so um, horrifying um, if you meet someone that's you know um, to, that will hit you or hurt you or abuse you. And so many, so many times we're so, we have this marriage or a relationship as an idol, as a high thing, we will sacrifice our, you know, being alone for to be in somebody's arms of a person that is broken. And so I talk about that kind of in the book. I hit on those topics and I minister and we kind of see the character go from being immature in God and growing and then finding love but the love she finds is in God. He begins to reveal so much about who she is in him. So then he brings somebody. <laughs> he does. Okay. Tell us the name of the books again. The first one is called. It's not just a, 
it's not just a good thing. It's a God thing. A God thing. Okay. And then the second one is love and secrets. And, and then by Danielle. Yes, Danielle Roberts. You can go like type me in the search engine on Barnes and Noble or Amazon, and you can find all the books or journals that I've created. Because I also design um, journals as well. Well, do I have to spell your name different or can I put in Danielle the regular way? Will I get you? <laughs> to be honest with you, I think you would have to spell it my way to actually get me. Because okay. I'm not famous yet. <laughs> D-A-N-U-E-L-L-E. Right. I'll write that down. D-A-N. Yeah, they can get Roberts. It's just <laughs> D-A-N-U-E-L-L-E. We're definitely going to go get those books. Listen, go get the books. Especially, I won't say just a single woman, a single man. I think um, a preteen or a teenager. Uh, uh, I think in it, uh, having not read the, the you know the, the entire book or anything yet, I'm pretty sure that the lessons in that can go not just for. Uh, a single woman. I think it can go for a whole bunch of other uh, things as well. Do you agree? I think it, like I jobs or marriage children. I'm telling you, if you love, because um, I'm talking about purpose in there. I'm talking about purpose and, and finding her way. And, and in the second novel, it actually speaks to the wives. The Lord was just downloading so much because he's because he's preparing me mm -hmm. and he most of the things I'm putting in that book is somewhat similar to a lot of the things I actually have went through. So, I, you know, I kind of like whatever the Lord tell me I'm putting in this book. So it's ministering at the same time as I'm entertaining you guys. But the second novel is about she's a wife in this book and she's okay. trying to balance it all. And in her position, the season she's in has changed because now God is like, okay, you have this position. The the husband is the covering, and she has to learn all this stuff because <laughs> she's in this yeah. role. Yeah. And so yeah, and they go through um, some different um, difficult times, but it's really about trusting each other and the husband covering his covering his wife. Mm -hmm. You know, so it goes on and on. It's really you know, like I said, whatever the Lord is teaching me and what I should expect in my marriage or whenever I, when the Lord brings someone in my life, that's yeah. kind of put in those books to prepare us, you know. That's awesome. That is awesome. And I remember uh, you, I don't know, it was years, years and years ago, uh, Bishop Jakes was preaching a message and he was saying, you know, um, he was using the example of a woman who had five children. They were all young. And he was like, that's not the time for you to go on the field. That's not the time for you to go evangelizing. He's like, it's time for you to raise them. Chill. You remember that? That's her ministry. That would be her ministry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so uh, I was like, wow. He, I mean, the point was so, it was just so poignant. I think is that right? The right word? Because it's like, if you were going to do something like that before you had the five kids, before you had the husband, before you had that, that may have been the time for you to want to cross the sea, cross the ocean. And a lot of times in our lives, we think, uh, well, God, just like I was saying, you know, um, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. But 
he's like, you got to raise them children. So in other words, your situation where you are at that moment, because um, I know years ago for me, I was always wanting to travel and see the world. You know, it wasn't about, you know, getting married and having a whole bunch of children, you know, in my younger days. And then, and then when I got older, I was like, huh, maybe. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I wanted to, but I was, I've been very fortunate that I have been able to travel the world and not the whole world yet, but parts of the world. <laughs> and, um, but if I hadn't been married, here's the whole point. Mm -hmm. Like the lady in, you know, in your book, if I hadn't been married at that time, um, when I was, you know, traveling the world and doing all of that, if I'd have had five kids or three kids, there was no way, you know. Um, so that goes back to the journey, you yes. know. And I love how God can use that book and is using, you know, that book. Y'all go get that book, especially if you're feeling frustrated and don't know, you know, what, what's going on. Uh, you need both of them, but, you know, um, they're on Barnes & Noble. Did I mention they're on Barnes & Noble? Yeah. Just go to Barnes and Noble and Amazon. They're on Amazon too. And Amazon, definitely. Yeah, you can pay me for these commercials. Uh oh, okay. We Christian in faith and sisters, we we have to we have to support each other, right? <laughs> That's a dollar sign. Cheryl Boggs music. Uh, yes. It's a cash app, just in case y'all want to know. But I, I'm I'm loving it. I'm loving it on on on. Um, on two levels. One, because you're a classic example uh, of a life that is listening to God and that's saying, I'm not saying it's always been easy because if it has been, then we're going to put it in a bottle and sell it. But from what I can, you know, from what I'm gathering, uh, you know, you're listening, you're listening to God and you're not putting him in a box that says, I have to be on a platform. I have to have a microphone in my hand. Um, you're, you're, you're speaking to people through your, your novels that may not even go to church yet. You hit it on the nail because you know what? I had a young lady. I don't, I didn't know. Of course, you know, you don't know. They don't know you, right. but she reached out and she messaged me and she said, I know you don't know me. She said, but I haven't been to church in years. She said, but I, she's, and she began to cry because I ended up talking to her too. She emailed me and then I followed up with her okay. um, because I had just published the book and it was so new. And I was surprised that outside of my family and friends, <laughs> somebody, you know, and so uh, she began to tell me how she was inspired by the first novel because the character in the, the novel, um, started her own business mm -hmm. she sought after from the lord and the lord led her into her purpose so and then she had to she learned to wait on god and then she was also in the book um she was saying well maybe i need to i'm dating but i need some boundaries and the holy spirit was teaching the character in the, the novel about setting boundaries what mm -hmm. type of of you want a husband but do you even know what type of husband you want because right. you can meet all kinds of people, even in the church, you have to know, it, it, even if you are connected spiritually, 
you might not even be connected um, on other levels. Just because we have the same faith doesn't necessarily mean we're still compatible. <laughs> because one person might just want to stay here and you might want to travel. And that person might not ever want to travel. So just, you know, so we talk about that in the in the book. And she was just saying how it inspired her and for those reasons. And it pushed her into praying about her purpose and her calling and, and all that good stuff. So it, it really blessed me to hear that. It really did. Amen. See, I didn't even know all that. So we, you know, the, the Lord, I love how he always brings the Cheryl Boggs show. You know, he does this intertwining thing. I, I love it because the name of the show is actually resting in his word. <laughs> so they just want to put my name on it, but resting in his word, wanting people to know that there is, you know, rest and trust, you know, in the, you know, the, the word, the word of the Lord. And I, I admire the fact that you stepped out in faith to, to, to write the book because the journey to me, of course, maybe when I was in my twenties, I didn't realize this, but as I got older, it's the journey. It's where the power is. I used to think when I get to that destination, but I remember the Holy Spirit told me, he said, if all you're looking for is to get to one to get to that destination, he said, you're going to be very disappointed and I can't let that happen. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, there is a journey and there are steps and you have to learn on each step to be thankful and grateful and trust me. And so when you get to the, the destination, realize there will always be another destination, you know? I used to be like, man, when I get here, when I get here, and he's like, you're going to be so disappointed because once you get to that mountain, <laughs> you're still going to have, there's going to be another valley. There's going to be another mountain. There's going to be another valley. And so, you know, when you're young, you don't realize, you just be like, I just can't wait. I just can't wait. I just can't wait. And he's like, he's like, I can't, I can't let you, I can't let you go like that. So it's amazing. I, to say that. I'm learning how to join. <laughs> what were you saying? It's just amazing when you say that because when you said that, it reminded me of I was having this meltdown with me and God was talking, right? You have to have that that real talk with God, you know, and I had that moment where this was recently. I had a moment. I was like, okay, God, I said, well, this is not really what I was expecting. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, at my nine to five, I it was so busy and, and I was bumping heads with my supervisor and not in a bad way. It was just, we're getting our wires crossed somewhere and it just was so much going on. And, and, um, I just started thinking about my, my, what's going on, like my business and what I am expecting to happen. I'm expecting a certain, uh, level of whether it's finances or sales or whatever. I'm expecting a certain, uh, um, a certain amount at this time. And I don't see it. And I'm like, I'm like, Lord, you know, this, this, this. And the Lord just, he just really calmed me down. And he was saying, sometimes the perfect plan, my perfect plan mm -hmm. is not based off of your expectations or what you expected. And he yeah. began to kind of go back 
to things I've experienced. And he was like, you remember when you thought that you were going to marry this one person and this person, and then you found out that this happened and this happened and I saved you. You kind of like dodged a bullet. (laughs) Yeah. And you look back and say, oh, oh, see, God, the reason why that didn't happen because God heard the conversation what, you know, he knew all the things that I didn't know. Yeah. He knew the details, you know, because here I was, I was in a relationship and I was, you know, ready. We were, we, my family, his family knew that we were going to get married and we had been dating. And yes, I did it backwards, guys. And I tell you, I had start praying. Now, you think I should have really deeply prayed before entering into this relationship? I, you know. You pray, but you're thinking in your mind, okay, God, if he answers, which he probably did, and I just made excuses for that answer. (laughs) But I was praying, and I was like, Lord, you know what? I really want your will. Is this really the person? And I prayed that prayer. Everything Mm -hmm. began to happen. His own mother called my mom and my auntie because she she liked my mom. And she said, my son told me he was not going to marry your daughter. And um, I had to hear, I was so embarrassed (laughs) because I had to hear from my mom and my auntie and my auntie, she's a prayer warrior. You know, she loves me and my mom does too. And they came to me and they said, Hey, you know, his mom said that he was not going to marry you. And he gave reasons on why he said, she's not in the right career. She has three kids. I had already had my three kids and they were younger at the time. They were probably like in um, kindergarten, first grade, and one was like in element, like fifth grade or something. And he didn't have any kids. And he said, um, you know, those are the reasons. He said, um, until she get in the career that brings more money or, you know, until she, you know, all these. But he had been dating me for a long time. You see me doing it. Go ahead. But I'm laughing now, but it was so heartbreaking and it was so embarrassing. Now, mind you, in that moment, dating this person, I'm thinking, I already have three kids. And you know, the dating area is kind of hard. You know, most guys don't want to date a girl with three kids. And I was in my like late 20s at the time and early 30s. So I had my kids early. And so, you know, you're a sensitive when a woman with kids, like you mentioned earlier, you you have all these responsibilities. It's your life is different. Mm -hmm. But God, but, but God, but God. And to wrap that story up. The Lord revealed all that. I confronted the, I confronted him. He said, yeah, I did say that to my mom. And yeah, before we, you know, I said, well, why did you tell my mom that we were going to get married and we, we were making plans? Why did all that, why didn't this be honest? And we ended up going our separate ways, but he tried to renege and wanted to come back and wanted to really, but by that time, the Lord had already revealed some things And that was in 2012. That's when I rededicated my life back to Christ in 2012. I have been abstinent practicing celibacy since then. I have just rededicated my life to God in all the areas. I have been dedicated with my kids, um, focusing on my purpose, my dreams, just everything. And just loving on God and just learning how to wait. (laughs) Learning how to wait. You know, what's what's going on in the weight and observing what he's doing 
while I'm waiting for the or whatever it is, the next assignment. Kind of like when Moses died and, and then it was time for God to move the people and into the promised land, you know, and here, here, here is God telling Joshua, we got to move forward. I know you're heartbroken. I know you're sad, but the assignment is we got to bring the people into the promised land. Mm-hmm. And so I say that because I, I believe sometimes we're in a season where God, we might go through something heartbroken, heartbreaking, you know, broken, and we might be terrified, but we let God lead us. He'll lead us into that next season, that next stop. And he will never leave us, never forsake us. Matter of fact, he'll give us more than what we had expected. <laughs> and, that, and that is so, so true. And I talked a little bit about that as, as well. I just love how God just, he's amazing. And um, do you have a little bit more time? Yeah, you we can okay, great. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm just I'm letting God move and, and I'm following your lead. <laughs> okay, great. Um because um this the next song that I'm going to play is called Trust Me. And I wrote it when I was having a meltdown mm-hmm. and one of those God I don't understand. Oh, you know, and and there were things I wanted to happen in my 20s. Now, in my mind, and I, I laugh now, but it wasn't funny then, because in my mind, I wanted to be married in my 20s. And I want, you know, and I had this, um, I don't know, it was a commercial or something I saw, but I saw me, we had this big house and we had big swimming pool and I had two kids, a boy and a girl, you know, the perfect little story. And my husband was up there. He was grilling on the grill. On, you know. <laughs> and I had this, 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 this thing in my mind and it was like, hmm. And then the Holy Spirit was like, you didn't ever pray for a whole bunch of kids. You never, there was nothing in there wow. that you said you wanted to have a whole bunch of kids. I said, that's number one. And then number two, he was like, you didn't miss it. You didn't miss anything. I know the plan and the purpose that I have for you. Now, what he said to me was, can you trust me mm. when it hurt? Can you trust mm. me when I say no? So we're going to listen to that song and it's going to go right along with what you were saying and, um, and how God just, he knows what's best for us. So the song is Trust Me. It actually comes, it's on my my testimony CD and it's available on all digital platforms. So let's listen to that. Oh, oh. 
Yes, yes. <laughs> beautiful song. Beautiful, beautiful voice. It's a, it's, it's amazing how the things that we go through that we feel like we're the only ones. And then here you are having a very similar story, you know, and, uh, and I, I mean, I could, it's funny because I could tell you exactly where I was. I can tell you exactly where I was living. I can tell you exactly where I was sitting on the sofa when I was just having a breakdown, not a breakdown, literally, literally but just crying. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, one of them ugly cries that that, that that you don't want nobody else to see. Yes. And I was like, "How come? How come this ain't happening?" And, and, and you know, and and I love how 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 the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, just speaks and calms us down. And when we think um, our lives are falling apart, I mean, they're actually falling into place. If you or me or anybody that's listening married the wrong person, you know, you you would have finally people would have stopped asking you, how come you're not married yet? You're so pretty. How come you're not married yet? You know, we get that. You know, you're um, absolutely beautiful. You're absolutely beautiful. And on and just hearing your voice and your not even just your singing voice, just talking with you and meeting you. It's something about when you hear the voice, you can just kind of connect and feel like okay she has you can feel god on you and so yeah it, it's god has his own plan for us right and it's like not because we're just pretty <laughs> yeah and in the thing and the things that we think you know uh i remember one of the the pastors he told me he was like you need to lift your hands and run around your house because and thank god that that relationship that that didn't work because it would have changed her whole personality. And, you know, me, I'm like, ah, I speak to everybody. I speak, you know, I mean, I'm from West Virginia. So my dad, you know, shout out to Reverend Carl. I was a daddy's girl. My daddy, I mean, he didn't care if you was polka dot. If you was on the side of the road and your tire needed changing, he going to stop and change your tire. <laughs> he, you know, we looking at him going, they wouldn't have stopped and helped us. But so my so I got that a lot from my from my dad. Talked to everybody, treated everybody the same, whether you white, black, yellow, it didn't even matter. And um, so it wasn't difficult for me to make that transition from my natural father to my heavenly father. Mm -hmm. And uh, and then understanding. And I have my moments, but I am learning that his ways is better than my ways. And uh, sometimes it's better to be single than to go home. You know, to, to, you know, and, and, and he yelling and screaming or she yelling and screaming. <laughs> uh, I learned that. Way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a scripture in, in Proverbs that talked about, you know, mm -hmm. um, it's something similar to what to what I, I just said. Um, so we have to trust the plan, you know, the plan of God. Do we understand it? No. Do we, um, do we always like it? No, but we can go to our heavenly father and be like, okay, see, I'd have had another idea. And, uh, um, but I trust your plan. I trust there's a, there's a, there's a saying that's so true that says when you, when you can't trust, what is it? Um, 
when you don't know his plan, trust, oh, when you can't see his hand, trust his heart or something like that. So tell us what happened at the, at the end. You can't just leave us hanging. He no, went I'm, all the way. He's I'm, I'm going to say this because the Holy Spirit put this in my, dropped it right in my heart, right before you said something about that, that situation. I'm going to, I dropped on the part where uh, we ended up breaking up. But before we had got to that part where we were, that I found out that he didn't want to marry me, I had gotten pregnant. His baby died. But when I was, before before all that, this is where it got really, um, this is where God, I had been through some tragic things before that because my kids, my remember I said I had three kids right. while in that relationship. Now, the younger two kids, father died he was tragically shot and i and, and i you know this is like my first year even sharing this on platforms it was really hard for me to to really kind of talk about it or share it i don't know why you feel i guess the enemy was just trying to keep me silent okay. from from speaking about that but with my younger two kids dad had died now mind you i'm in my early 20s when i had my kids and so when their dad died i was probably 22 23 and i was at the potter's house when it happened okay. and he we were separated and he i was at a concert a yolanda's adams concert and when i share this story i'm going to just say how good god is this that's the part where i know it's tragic but this is how even when you mess up kind of like the prodigal son even when you know when you know that god had what he wanted for you but you go on because your desires and you don't want to wait and you jump in these relationships with people and that was me and so here it was with my younger two kids father um we were already broken up but the lord kept saying intercede for this man he said intercede and the when we broken up um he had called me and I had had been not answering his calls because the, the Holy Spirit kept saying, I'm separating you. I'm calling you back to me. I, I'm trying to get you right, Daniel. <laughs> and uh, finally, the Holy Spirit said, yeah, you can talk. I answered the phone. The, my kid's father began to tell me, he said, I'm sorry. Everything I did, I didn't listen to you. I'm, I hooked up with the wrong people. And he said, you know what? And he said, you, he said, you, he just started telling me, be a good mother to my children. I don't know something's about to happen to me. I don't know. He said, but, but I want you to forgive me everything I've done to you. And I began to accept his, um, I began to say, you're forgiving. And he mm -hmm. said, he said, please raise my kids knowing God. He said, there is an enemy out here. He said, there is an enemy He's trying to take my life. He said, I made so many mistakes. He said, but for you and my kids, he said, please raise them knowing Christ. And I'm like, I ain't never heard him talk like this. Because mind you, we were in the world, okay? I've been raised in the church all my life, but I had one foot in and one foot out. Yeah. And so, and so, um, so that's how we ended that that relationship. But God was still telling me, continue to pray for him. And probably a week later after that call, I'm at a concert and the Lord showed me a vision. This is my first time ever having a vision because I'm I dream prophetic dreams. Certain situations, God will show me things before it happened since I was nine. But in this situation, this was not a dream. This was me in the concert. 
and I tell my girlfriends, I said, hey, something's about to happen. I said, God just showed me him in a casket and to pray and intercede for his soul. And we began, the concert was wrapping up. This Yolanda Adams concert was ending because she was talking about her testimony about domestic violence and abuse. And I can hear all that, but we were interceding for him. And as soon as we, it was over, we were walking out the double doors at the Potter's house and everyone was a crowd of people. This is probably in 2002. Okay. And all of a sudden, um, what is 2001? 2002, yeah, 2002. Yeah, all of a sudden, um, my mom calls my friend Joy her phone and she said, Hey, um, she called his name out and said he had been shot multiple times. Mm-hmm. I literally had fell to my knees, and it was a guy who was, um, I once had an usher. He saw me fall to my knees and he said, hey, hey, screaming to everyone. He said, for those who were, you know, there, um, he said, can y'all reach her hand? We don't know what what she's going through. We don't know what 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 um, what she just heard, what message she just got. But whatever it is, in the name of Jesus, we pray, we pray, we cover that situation. So we had hands. I mean, it was like hundreds of hands covering me, praying for me in that moment. I will not forget that moment. And um so yeah, that in that situation, I saw the power of God pray for people who are not always perfect, who didn't do it, who do hit, who didn't do things right. Mm-hmm. He is so merciful. Yes, he is. You know, and then you know, years later, I get into the relationship thinking I'm doing the right thing because this guy could go to church, but he could go to church with me, but he wasn't. He didn't have his own personal relationship with God. And right before we go, we get married. I'm pregnant. I'm taking y'all back now to the the, the relationship, um, the guy who who uh, rejected me <laughs> for marriage. Um, so I'm pregnant. He told my mom and my family that we're going to go ahead and get married and we're going to make a family out of this and we're going to do it the right way. We know Daniel loved God. I love God. We want to want God to bless our relationship. And I started praying because I started having nightmares, like these dreams dreams of you know death and things like that and so i had one nightmare that was so uh horrifying i asked him to pray for me and he said no i can go to church with you but i can't pray for you hmm. that's a problem and then <laughs> the problem for me because i say i love god but what God is revealing to me is that you love the idea of marriage so bad that you will get in these relationships and you will have their babies and you'll be, you'll act like you're the wife. And yet you don't even, you haven't um, committed to, to a marriage yet. You're already just wanting to be in this marriage so bad. And it's it's because you have made marriage an idol. Because he's like, the reason why is because you're willing to compromise everything you know. And I'm telling you, when all that hit the fan, our baby did pass. I had to go through labor and had a stillborn. had to birth this baby that had died. And after that, I still was in this relationship. But in 2012, God was still working on me, like, get me away from this relationship. And that's when he came out and said, no, I don't want to marry her. Um, we broke up. I literally was on fire for God. I was heartbroken, but I knew it was God. And this time, this time, 
I said I will not do the same thing because this time I fell in love with Christ for real. Wow. I always loved him, but it's a difference from loving someone and falling in love with someone. Mm-hmm. In love with someone, you, you're committed. It's a covenant. I'm, I'm with you, Lord. God is with me. And even when, when things don't happen the way I want it to happen, I told my aunties, yeah, I'm single and I haven't found the right person, but I'm still going to trust God. Mm-hmm. I'm still love God. I'm still going to rise up in the morning. I'm going to be happy. I'm going to live my life. Lord, what you have for me to do today? That's why every opportunity, yeah. like you've been on your show, it was a blessing. I'm humble. I'm grateful because I know it was God, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's just a blessing. And so, you know, that's how I live my life. Like, this is my life that he's given me. I have to follow his lead. Just like when, like I said, um, uh, Joshua, you know, he was heartbroken when Moses died. He loved Moses. But God was like, okay, yes, I know you're heartbroken. But guess what? We got to move forward. So God is always moving us forward. He said, yes, you made mistakes. Yes, you didn't do it right, Danielle. But if you trust me and if you know, and you learn of me and you love me, trust that I have a good end for you. Even yeah. if it doesn't look like my plan. <laughs> Even if it doesn't look like the plan I thought it should look like. It's been yeah. Because that, that, is, that is the secret. If, if there ever was a secret... That is the secret because when we get to the point where we realize he's God and we are not, he can see around the corner. We can only see, you know, to the corner. And sometimes we can't even see to the corner. But there's that level of trust that says, you know, my life is in your hands. And 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 when you know that, like you said, when you love him for real, um, and I, I love the fact that this is a transparent moment for me. I love the fact that I can go to God and say, I'm, you know, <laughs> I don't necessarily like this. Mm-hmm. I never wanted to be the poster child. And then mm-hmm. I have friends, you know, the poster child for being single or the poster child for not having a baby, uh, poster child for, you know, living in a two bedroom apartment and you want a house. So, you know, there, everybody has their own, I didn't want to be that poster child, you know, for that. And, and I was like, but I know you love me. And I'm going to trust you. Even when I can't trace it, when I can't trace you, I'm still going to love you. I'm still going to trust you. And I agree with you 100%, Danielle. I'm wake up every morning. I'm going to be happy in whatever state I find myself in. I'm going to be content while I'm waiting to go to what you have for me. But then you and then not but but in addition to that, we have to be like the three Hebrew uh, boys who said, even if you don't deliver me, hmm. I'm not going to bow. Even if even if God doesn't come through like 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 I thought, um, I'm going to still trust it. And y'all need to go download that song, Trust Me. Uh, It's on all platforms. You can get it everywhere. Uh, Hmm. Because it helps. It actually, it it, it ministers. I've had men tell me how much that song ministered. Because we all had a plan. You know, 
by 25, I'll have this. By 30, I'll have that. Da, 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 da. We'll have our two kids. And I never really wanted a whole bunch of animals, but um, <laughs> you know, it's what the Lord was like. He's like, Cheryl, there was nothing inside of you that says you wanted five or six kids. Like, yeah, but in my heart, like, baby, you, you, you know, you know, but anyway. I mean, because you know how the enemy will make it feel, you know, it seemed like God didn't let you down. And the Holy Spirit was like, that was never in your prayer. That was never on the prayer list. Mm -hmm. And he knows what you really desire deep in your, deep, deep in your heart. He knows you better than you know yourself. Exactly. And that, you know, that was the blessing. And if, and I'm just, you know, sometimes what we think, well, all the time, what we think, that's why the Bible says his thoughts are higher than our, our yes. thoughts are higher than our go. And and I'll tell you a secret. When was time? It's time we got. Oh, it's time to go. Okay. But if we think, you know, it was like God, God, the Holy Spirit speaking to me one day, and He's like, "You don't have to be God for me. I'm God. I got this." <laughs> like, okay, you got this, and you have me. All right, girl, we can just talk all night. Tell us again your book. Um, where they can get it, the names of the books, and your podcast. All right, great. So the first novel is called It's Not Just a Good Thing, It's a God Thing. And the second mm -hmm. novel is called Love and Secrets. And you can get the uh, you can get them on Amazon and Borns and Noble. Mm -hmm. My podcast is called Let's Talk with Danielle. Um, I come on, it comes on every other Thursday. You can always connect with me here on Facebook and yeah. on YouTube. Let's talk with Danielle podcast is on youtube as well and and spotify and apple podcast i'm not spotify yet i'm sorry it's on apple podcast <laughs> okay great 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 well thank you so much for being on the cheryl bog show we have to do this again real soon thank you for having me cheryl box thank you for um just giving me this opportunity to be on your show you have a My good day i love it <laughs> all right thank you we'll be in touch all right bye all right Bye. I'm Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. You've been listening to the Cheryl Boggs Show, Resting in His Word, heard here live every Monday, starting at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern, right here on Fishbowl Radio Network. I hope you join me again next week. Hey, go check out my latest video. Get up on, uh, on YouTube, and we'll talk to you again next week. God bless. You've been listening to Resting in His Word with Evangelist Cheryl Boggs. Please send all prayer requests, questions, or comments to rihw at cherylboggs.com. Resting in His Word is a listener-supported program. To find out how you can support the program, you may visit my website at chelboggs.com or call 972-239-0406 for more information. If you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, please read Romans 10, 9-13 and pray to receive Jesus in your heart today. You'll be glad you did. And remember, he that dwells in the secret place will always be found resting in his word.